In the final days, the Silmarils will be gathered together from the earth, from the sky, and from the waters. side by Elrond and you were asked to, he was quizzing you about your interest in alchemy. He asked you to make a choice and you choose the piece of wood. Yes. Wood. Yeah, you choose the piece of wood. Um, he said, no indication of what it all meant, but um, he asked if that's what you would set your heart on and that's what you decided, so we'll go down with that option. While this was all taking place, Lady Gladriel was observing, keenly. And sniggering! The bitch! <laughs> she, be, she might not necessarily be sniggering, but she... You said she was sniggering. She, she, she smiled to herself, down. and then she was not giggling to herself, but smiling. You know, she kind of has that Mona Lisa smile kind of... Cheeky smile. <laughs> to it. I wouldn't call that a Mona Lisa smile. I'd call that a snigger. Snigger. <laughs> she retired to her room. Wait, why um, do I have an extra I? Because you need one. Why do you do that? Right? <laughs> no, I mean, I wrote I with a checkpoint in the in my list, and I don't know why. Well, with you, <laughs> some of you, I brought gifts to exchange. Um, with yep, a big bloody painting of Galadriel. Family snicker. Family <laughs> Snicker, snickers. Um, and you all partaked in the creation of a natural shrine, a um, rustic kind of temple that everybody participated in collecting materials for, twigs, moss, leaves, ivy, uh, fruit, um, things like that, and literally created this natural but artificial um, shelter uh, that is to participate in the actual wedding ceremony itself. You've been briefed, oh, our styles kind of relayed the information that the wedding takes course over three days, more or less. Mm -hmm. The first one being the day of night, when the ceremony starts late in the evening. Then there's the actual, the, the wedding day itself, and then there's the day of dawning, which is the last one, which um, is the, the future of the happy day couple. Of night, day of dawning. Yeah which is the, the future of the happy couple kind of thing. On the last day, everybody seems to exchange gifts and pleasantries. 
but you are allowed to mingle and uh, participate however you wish or however you feel comfortable with during the whole course of the three days. There is a strict ceremony which has been what will be conducted by um, Glofendel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, as a high priest kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's not carried out by a dedicated kind of like a practitioner who goes around from village to village doing elven weddings. It's by an electric electric uh, uh, an electric representative of um, that's mutually accepted by both both families. Over the course of the days leading up to the actual wedding ceremony itself, the day of night, um, you've partaked in exploring Rivendell. You've spoke to many of the occupants. Some of them, well, many of them are already on the actual guest list. And over the course of that day, more guests have, over the, over the course of that week, more guests have arrived. Um, Theo and the company arrived on the second day. Um, Theo arrived slightly injured with Gideon. Um, King Aragorn, Lady Arwen, Marisha, the young Marisha. Um, and some, uh, 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 an accompaniment of elves, five in total, that helped Theo and the party navigate the Redhorn Pass. Um, Theo arrived injured, but has subsequently taken, uh, been given aid, um, and is recovering in one of the many rooms uh, in Rivendell. Do I get free food? You do. It's do. No, you don't get charged for for spending time in Rivendell. It's a place of learning. It's a place of um, recovery, um, of finding oneself, and. In this instance, it's a, a place of uh, marriage. Um, the dwarves that were traveling with Gideon have arrived also. Uh, peeps, pots, axes, and gloom have all arrived. Um, for those of you who have been more observant than others, notice that peeps' eye patch has um, been shifted from the right eye to the left eye. Um, those of you that can recall had the eye patch on the other eye, leading one to believe that he's not actually blind in any of his eyes, but he just likes wearing the eye patch. Uh, Potts has accumulated a new teapot, um, a one that he didn't have before. Axes hasn't changed at all. He's still got his mohawk and his long scrawny beard and seems to be wearing even less clothing than the last time you saw him. Yeah? Hmm. And Gloom seems to be... hasn't lost any of his uh, doubt or his um, outlook on life whatsoever. He still seems to be, we're all going to die. Um, we're all going to... You know, this is a place of danger kind of thing. And tends not to be one to be left behind or left alone. Um, even some of the elves of Rivendell have approached the dwarves friendly, 
and have smiled and given pleasantries and <coughs> treated the elves as equals. Um, Gloom still thinks they're they're all going to get murdered in their sleep, um, and they're just being lured into a small uh, like a, 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 a into a. Yeah, that kind of thing. And then later on, we have Radagast and Gandalf arriving as well. Um, they've been holding council in private themselves. Um, and they're holding council with uh, Lord Elrond and Glothindle and Lady Gladriel in some kind of um, new White Council kind of um, holdings as well. So in the time leading up to that, with all your guests arriving, don't forget the King of Rohan and uh, uh-huh. his betrothed as well, uh, the Swan Princess, has arrived as well, arrived on day three. Um, he still has information with regards to the assassin that you apprehended in um, Dolan Roth. Um, and uh, is quite interested in the... Um, uh, the report that you want to, that, that you need to give him about Lily, um, the <coughs> witch of Dolanroth. Um, report? Do we have to give him from Lily? Lily, yeah, Lily. Um, he he wants to know, but uh, well, he generally just wants to know, like, is she still a threat, or is she like, is Got she providing any answers, <laughs> or is she providing any information, or, I mean, Lily's giving you information kind of thing. It's up to you whether you wish to relay that information back to the King of Rohan. Bearing in mind that he, he will have to come and join me in my council when we have it. He is Theo's <laughs> king. Um, so it's up to Theo pretty much whether how much information he shares with <laughs> his his liege or his sire to um, about Lily and her role in all of this kind of thing. Does he keep it to himself, or does he share everything uh, with the King of Rohan? Um, on the back of all this, don't forget, Theo has with him a piece of evidence that proves... Remember the amulet with the dark tree? With the black no, tree? Eh? I don't have no evidence. You've got no proof. <laughs> <laughs> but Theo still has this. He, he discovered this on the burned-out remains um, at his old homestead um, in northern Rohan. He's been carrying it with him. Um, and it's opened up a, a new viewpoint on the sequence of events that brought you all together. This is a collection of one, some of the most powerfulest individuals. Obviously, it is a collection of the most powerfulest individuals um, <coughs> in Middle-earth history. This is like the bullseye of people. Gandalf, Radagast, Elrond, Galadriel, Glorfindel, the, the, you know, the elite of the elite seems to be the King of Rohan, the King of Gondor. This is the epicenter of everything across Middle-earth seems to be congregating in this one event in Rivendell. So, you've got plans to um, to speak to people, to um, acquire last-minute items and artifacts and, and gifts, 
and to use the facilities of Rivendell to research and to investigate. So, starting with Estelle. Oh what, no! <laughs> what do you, uh, how do you spend your time and what key events do you want to partake in leading up to the morning of the wedding itself? Also, just everything. Pretty much, yeah. Have pretty much. Down. Okay. Well, just 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 give me a um, <laughs> a bullet points of like things that you're wanting to well, do. Any particular questions you want to ask, like very specific questions, then and whom you want to speak to, let me know or, or tell me, and then we'll um, um, I'll I'll find the information and let you know what's happening exactly. So, if any of you guys want to role play together, uh, you know, then that's fine. Um, or if you want to ask questions, basically or... that's me and Sally. Do you want? Just go. Do you want to play understand. a game with me? <laughs> How much do you? Yeah. Like, this what is your preparation you time. Go, kind of condense the preparation time and find out what's going, like what you want to do up to the point of the actual wedding. Um, remember, bear in mind that other people are going to be really busy also dealing with uh, with events and activities. Okay. Well, let's start from day one. Okay. Yes, the, the quote-unquote day one. Uh, mm -hmm. Basically, the time before uh, Theo arrives. Um, uh, I finish my Theo's time mom. with my mother. That's fine. Yeah, your mother yeah. is... Um, you know, we had the tour with Glorfindel. Oh, we had the tour with Glorfindel. <laughs> You've been pointed out various pieces of artifacts and artwork mm -hmm. and, and other such things. Um, yeah, and the security and all this. Morwen has investigated the security. The security is adequate. Although she does reiterate that this is like a group of the elf most people. The most people. No, no, not just elves, but the most, most... important people <laughs> across Middle Earth. Like, that <clears throat> still matter. King of Rohan, the king, the king of Gondor. Um, we've got the Lady of Tharbad. <laughs> yeah, Glorfindel, Elrond, Galadriel. Uh, th th these are just like these are major players, not counting all the minor ones. Mm -hmm. um, that all in one place. I mean, fine, it's the secret veil, and it's difficult to be able to navigate and find, even worse in the winter. But it's still like you know, it's like a G twenty summit. It's like it's. Still high priority. Okay. Yeesh. The Marwen is always on edge. She's watching everybody. She's watching the doors. She's watching the road. Um, she's watching people who are coming and going. Although very few people seem to be leaving. There's more people arriving than leaving. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> she immediately suspects the dwarves. On the fourth day. <laughs> just, just yeah. When they arrive. Just yeah. immediately suspects the dwarves because um, they just just. I mean, uh, to, uh, probably like to make sure that since she's doing security as well, like for mm -hmm. the first like first day when in preparation of people coming in, like uh, Morwen at least knows the guest list properly. Yeah, the guest she list. She hasn't before, and she knows now. I've given that to her. You quickly like, work out that the guest list has been amended multiple times on day one. Oh boy. <laughs> do, do I have to amend mine? No, now? no, no. It's just there's small amendments. Um, minor oh. amendments. Not, not, peop not, not people who are um, 
unable to attend, but more so that they're bringing additional members of the family, things like right. that. Like people mm -hmm. that haven't met before, like the nephew and, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. The plus just one. <laughs> yeah, just an introduction. It's going to be very important people there. It's going to be like Elrond and yeah. that's they're going along to attend this wedding for all we kind of thing and they think oh we'll take along the nephew and introduce the nephew to lord elrond as well kind of like a put a good word in yeah yes for sure so, so and, and morwen notices this um that mm -hmm. the list keeps changing um and she's or at least she knows the base list before they actually bring their plus ones and yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, that, that kind of thing. It's getting, it, it's getting, it's getting more and more like. Um, <laughs> um, but she's well aware. That's going to just just emphasize that she's well aware of like the importance of all these people and. Yeah. I'll make a note so I actually know actually how many people are going to be at the. You know, a lot. And then just make sure that that you know. Um, mm -hmm. Well, that'll be later, but like uh, I will make sure that you know the stuff with Elrond that we prepared like is enough seats and all that stuff. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> before the other stuff was for the before Thea arrives mm -hmm. is uh, a lot of talking and a lot of uh, uh, studying and so that means uh, firstly. Uh, Dylan Trust and I wanted to do some similar s studies, so we're okay. going. We want. We were wanting to uh, visit Aristor. Aristor, uh, the library guy, right? Oh He's yeah, the librarian. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, for like questions on Austin Headhill since he was a right. scholar of it and uh, and also ask about some cipher papers we had way back from the tower the towers mm -hmm. uh, uh, with Dylan so okay, us two are it, 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 it's, it's very easy to find out a story it's basically like because we're wanting to study about Austin Adil okay um, um... I think I might ask him about Hemring just in case, like if he knows something about Hemring, uh, while I'm doing the study for that as well. That's okay. like the study period where we okay. like. Right. Um, I might slip in about the papers that we found in the towers while we're. Yeah, I said that already. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I've got that down a different part of my days. So. Oh. Well, I put it on the same. <laughs> so. Uh, just have it all at one um, for that day. So Aristor, Aristor, um, Aristor yeah, is a uh, is an old oil. He's um, <coughs> he's um, he's a researcher. He's a, a seer Chief by profession. Elrond, high scholar of Austin Hedil, librarian. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> that's him. Yeah, he's a he's a seer by by profession yes and he dabbles in a little bit of animist as well kind of thing so he's more of a his knowledge of fauna and flora um and natural uh nature itself is phenomenal absolutely phenomenal he knows about regions and about that them sort of things regional law general law that kind of stuff he knows in now the history of various areas as well um 
not so much in the realms of science or technology or anything like or engineering or anything like that it seems not his forte but he's on hand um what what's the first subject you want to talk to him about and who's talking to him we do the austin headhills first austin right? headhill okay he takes you to a small section of the library that has a um um, I would say probably a very large I probably would bring the books I borrowed with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah they take like, you to a oh, second this library book is missing and it like, says, oh wait I've got it <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> takes yeah. you to a, a section of the library oh Jai's um, okay. and he, he's, he's back um, oh. and he shows you a bookshelf um, a very large old tombs and he says um he lets you know that these these tombs were taken from oh, tomes. tomes, yeah, these tomes, these um these old books, quite large, um, and you can see they're they're quite old and dusty. Um, they were the some of these were taken from Austin Net Hill um, when they evacuated it. Um, they contain. There's actually volumes of them. Um, uh, they're broken into two parts. They're called Volume 1 and Volume 2. Volume 1 consists of 12 books. Volume 2 consists of 10 books. Holy moly. They do give an actual depiction of the events that happened in, in and around Austin Ed Hill towards the end of its days. <coughs> However... Yeah. However, mm -hmm. um, they're very in depth. Well, yeah, I have spells to speed up reading. <laughs> so just say, <laughs> I just, I mean, like if if if, if Dunnetrez ever feels daunted by that, there's loads of books. I'll just be like. We got, Funny we got. thing is, Dylan was raised by a scholar, so he's not afraid of a long book. <laughs> they're very long books. They're, they're, there's twelve. Volume one consists of twelve books. Volume two consists of ten books. <laughs> they depict events. They're written in. Is, is there any part in in those volumes or whatever other literature that? Um, mentions more about um, the the mithril room, the room. The they do go workshop. into some detail about um, the uh, the mithril room. They do go into, go into detail about, well, not go into detail, but they do like make mention of it. They do reference it as the creation mm. room for the the rings, the rings of power, mm -hmm. um, but not so much in the whereabouts as such like what does it look like how big is it that kind of thing or what was in there but more it centers more around the actual activities that took part in there and the conversations that took place good to know because that's what we're interested in yeah so it's more like who had access to it what was said what decisions <clears throat> were made what happened in there was there any arguments was there any that like, seems more useful yeah yeah, but they're broken down into twelve volumes for so twelve books for volume one and ten books for volume two. 
first volume is called The Road to War. The second volume is called Answers in the Dark. There's a title for each book as well. There's a title for each book. But volume one is called The Road to War. Austin Ed Hill. And the second volume is called Answers in the Dark. Austin Ed Hill. But there's different titles on each book. They're numbered 1 to 12 for volume 1 and 1 to 10 for volume 2. They're quite large. He says, you're more than welcome to uh, read the literature. However, it would take quite a while to be able to condense all of it. Mm-hmm. You can decide amongst yourselves. Don't trust you can be there as well. You can decide amongst yourselves who wishes to read what chapters. So, uh... Is there a good, like, uh, chapter to know, like, which places might say certain things that we want to look specifically mm. to? It's been a long time since out. anybody's read these books. Mm. They're more keepsakes. Like it says, they're not descriptive. They're more informative kind of thing. They're written as if written by a scribe who's documenting activities, like minutes written in a meeting. Mm. They don't like write a... about the desk and the people, like, and, and the... The room it took place like a, in. It's like more a, a case of like what was said. Yeah, what, what mm-hmm. was said and the sequence of events that happened. You know, <clears> like um, in attendance was this person and that person, and um, this was decided, and then they decided to do this, and then somebody raised this motion kind of thing, and then this happened, and then somebody else arrived. And it's not so much about the room, although it did happen. All these things did happen. In Austinet Hill. And some of these events did take part in the room. The mithril room that you're referring to. Mm-hmm. They're interesting reading, but um, nobody's read them for quite a while. And this is, goes all the way back to the early Second Age. So it's a couple, several thousand years. How it does there? formulate around, they are centered around, the last days of Austinet Hill. So the creation of the rings, the creation of the ring of power, the handing out or the the giving of the elven rings and the circumstances by whom received those and all those kind of things. Those decisions and all those ideas and all those things are all documented. When Mm -hmm. was the room created? That might be a good story. Austin at Hill was, was, well, God, you, you... End of the first end of the first age, begin the second age. Oh, so the same as the place itself. Yes, the city. Okay. The city of the elves was founded. <laughs> we early have in the to read age. all the books. <laughs> we have to go skim through the books. This, no, he says, don't don't misunderstand. Oh, this okay. does not give you the full history of Austinet Hill. I mean, obviously, <laughs> the first several hundred years of Austinet Hill was mostly construction. Not much to write about. Um, families moving in. Um. You know, stonemasons making statues and building archways and all that kind of stuff and laying roads. Very boring stuff. This is a documentation or a recital, a recurrent, a written down history, written down history of the last days of Austinet Hill. Yeah, so the, from the creation of the, 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 the idea of the making of the rings and the room it took place in of Celebrimbor and where he, the frame of mind he was in and then the creation of the elven rings and the hand in the mouth and the creation of the seven rings and the nine rings and then the one ring and 
the infiltration and the discussions that took place between and he pauses and he says the necromancer when he disguised himself and hid himself away amongst us in Austinette Hill it's an entire written recorded history of events of what happened what was said and by whom and who was present and all the rest of it Gladriel's listed in there you know what I mean it's like what the, the name of the Again. The name of the two Sorry. volumes are called volumes. Volume one <coughs> is broken up into twelve books. It's called The Road to War. The Road to War. Yeah. Volume two. Anchors. Volume Volume two is called Answers in the Answers. Dark. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Anchors. No, and that's broken into ten books. Answers in the Dark. On the front, <coughs> and it, 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 there's a small little, like, information plaque. Like, the size of a business card, kind of, like, pushed into place where, it, where all the books are labelled on the shelf. And there's a small summary. It says, The outbreak of war in Egrion and the hiding of the rings of power as experienced by a musician, a lord with an agenda set beyond the sea, an exiled princess, and an elf with an uneasy conscience. That's a long ass summary. <laughs> it's just written, just written across the shelf. And that's the kind of like, that gives you some idea of the context that's within these two volumes. But he says, those are the last books that were taken from Austinette Hill. If there's anything that you're probably looking for, it could possibly be in those books. But they're quite large books. They're broken down into volumes. He said, you're more than welcome to read them. Although mm -hmm. there is a lot of reading. Mm -hmm. At least this can be like <laughs> spread out longer than the preparation of the wedding. Mm, it'll take you a long time to to digest the information in those books. <laughs> Even with speed up, it's, it's, it's not so much the reading. You can read it, but there's a lot of like thought, and you might need input from other people to be able to like oh, comprehend. Just to skim through and get some information and write it down. I think can skim through pretty fast. Right, which books do you want to take? There's quite a lot. They're quite heavy. I'm going to ask if I can have the answers in the dark. Which one? Volume there's, 2? There's 10. Well, all 10? <laughs> well, I was going to see if we want to divvy it up because, like, there's, what, 22, uh, 22 books all together? Yeah, on there's this a lot of books. <laughs> They're not little books. So, quite large. Um, like, Sally, how do you want to do this? Do you want to do or this should as, we start like, at the number the should we start with volume two and work backwards no. I, I was thinking divide and conquer so Aristotle kind of looks at you confused like reading it backwards <laughs> no, no no i mean like <laughs> what like you get five yeah. books i get five books of the second volume mm -hmm. okay you can start with volume two yeah do you want the first half of the last half? I'll call it the last half. Says, okay. um, <clears throat> not so much towards Dillentrust, but more towards Lady Estelle. He says, are you sure you want to read these books? Is there particular 
Mm, that can be very graphic. I've seen death. I've seen all sorts of things. I think I can read graphic descriptions. Of course. Just, just, just showing caution. Mm-hmm. Can be very um, descriptive. The writer at the time was, um, let's say, he wasn't held back with his descriptive terms. Is there a point in the book where it becomes a bit too, uh, lewd? <laughs> it's been a while is, that what you're dis- is that what you're warning me against? <laughs> it's like, it's been a long time since I've read them. But I do recall one or two scenes that might have that flair to them. I'll, I'll be prepared and keep that in mind. <laughs> Very good. Uh, which books will you be borrowing? I'll have them sent to your rooms. Oh. Oh yeah, then just send se- send the volume to the first five books of Volume 2 to my room, and the, the last five books from Volume 2 to Dylan Trust's room. Oh, very good, very good. Okay, the, the, the first... The Road of War. What? Is it... Dylan Trust runs and says, what about the Road to War? The entire volume, volume 1. one. All, one. Mm. all 12 books of Volume 1. <laughs> he, like, he's looking at them while he says that, like, you, can't read the, a, you can read the titles he, of the volumes. They do have individual titles, if that helps. He's looking at, he's not necessarily looking at Estelle and this <laughs> librarian guy. Um, he's looking at the books and saying, what about these ones? This entire book, this entire shelf. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you. Um, there's 12 books in volume one, The Boat to War. He, he, the, the librarian kind of, he says, oh yes, the... Um, the leading up to the events in Volume Two, obviously. <laughs> there, there's there's twelve books, so you can read the titles of each book. It's a, there's there's, there's a, a volume. Volume One's called The Road to War, but each book has its own title. Yes. Is there any particular one in this first set of The Road to War? Is there any book that? doesn't necessarily need reading well <laughs> you don't know the titles and <laughs> you don't then know the judgment it could be just one word in a book that kind of gives the whole thing away but you don't know well, that's at... what he's asking he's like oh, is, is, there, is, he there any part- is there any particular book here that would be pointless in reading like you mentioned no, no, they all how... have relevance they all have relevance in their own like as a volume, well, he he mentioned how there was not really much description going on in the. I don't want to read that one because it's all about days. the building yeah. of a house. You know, like oh no is, no is no, there... it's it it doesn't con- it, 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 He's saying that it doesn't contain that. These these volumes contain the last few days. Like I mean, we're talking like the last like three or four weeks or so of Ostnet Hill. They're written as a journal. Not the construction, like the construction was thousands of years beforehand. This is the mm. last few days of Austin Ed Hill. The concerns, like, and the room was in existence then. That's what you say. But so not so much. Trying to fade twelve between two of us. 
So somebody's going to have. We did volume like, two first. We did do volume two. Or now we're looking at volume one. Oh, we still want to. Okay. God. Okay. The so volume, library is like. The library is holding his head. It's so like, why can't we just be like. And divided up and sent to our individual rooms for us to read at our leisure. Volume one, which is the road to war, is what we're looking at right now, and that's 12 books. Well, yeah, big books. Hmm. They do have titles. If you want the titles, I can tell you the titles. I need. Do you want me to get the last six and you get the first six? <laughs> Let's find out the titles first. The titles. The first. <laughs> the, the librarian steps like across and he says, "Ah, oh, part one, volume one, the road to war. Chapter one or book one is called the messenger." I don't know if you want to write these down because they might be important. Yeah, I'm going to write this down right now. The Messenger. Book two is called Taking Counsel. Book three is called The Decisions. Wait, what was book two? Taking, Taking counsel. counsel. Taking... Book three is Decisions. Just labelled Decisions. Something that our group can never make. <laughs> Book four is entitled Many Partings. Sorry, what was book four? Many Partings. Many Partings. Book five is called The Road. Literally just labeled The Road. The Road. Book six is called Unlikely Encounters. Book seven's called A Prelude. Book seven, A Prelude. Book yeah. eight is At the Ford. At the what? At the Ford. Ford. If, 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 if you piece it together, it's like, as you're telling it, it sounds like the journey from Osnet Hill to Rivendell. You know, like the Ford of Rivendell kind of thing. It's like, unlikely encounters the Oh, Ford. it's literally Ford. The Ford, like, yeah, the Ford, yeah. F-O-R-D? F-O-R-D, yeah. The Ford. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so this is this is what you're trying to... I can't to, this stop thinking about the Ford car. <laughs> yeah, it's one of them. Like, said the fuck? <laughs> yeah, but it, it, the way he's saying it is like, the messenger, taking counsel, decisions, the parting, or many partings, the road, unlikely encounters, the prelude, the Ford. It's like, it sounds like it's a journey from Osnet Hill to Rivendell, or somewhat like that. That's what it's sounding like. Book nine is called Things Hidden. Book ten is called In the King's Hand. In the King's Hand. Huh. Book eleven is The Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Book twelve is called Perchance to Dream. Okay. Perchance. Oh, Jesus. Chance <laughs> to <laughs> dream. dream. My okay. notes are getting progressively worse <laughs> with the writing. That's that's volume one. Volume two, entitled oh "Answers in the Dark," book one is called "New Directions." One. 
Book two is called Seeking Shelter. Seeking Shelter. Book three is Obscure Truths. Ah. Oh. Yes. Book four is Farewell to Bala. Farewell to. Balar, B-A-L-A-R. Wait, farewell to... Balar, B-A-L-A-R. B-A-L-A-R. Yep. Book and five is Fate's Choices. Fate's and Choices? No, just Fate's Choices. Fate's... Oh, as in, like, fate that isn't a noun. Like... Yeah, it's, it's fate's like, choice. Fate's fate choices. So more than one. Choices. Yep. Book six is called Fortress. Mm hmm. Book seven is The Leaving. The Leaving. Book eight is Burdens. Shared. Burdens shared. Book nine is Lessons Learned. <laughs> Lessons Learned. And the last book of volume two is called Westward. Westward. Okay. Westward, like Westward? Westward, W E S T W A R D. Westwood. Yeah, okay. Westwood. I just wanted to make sure it's not Westwood. No, not Westwood. 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 Yeah. Okay. Um, so they're the name of the books. <coughs> you, have, you have two volumes. One's got 12, <laughs> one's got 10. They're quite large books. Um, the first volume is called The Road to War. The second volume is called Answers in the Dark. And you now have the titles of each of the books. I think we should do what you were saying about the first one, first section, we divide it up into six, you get six, I get six. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, since the last six lead into the first five, the second book or volume, mm -hmm. you, Estelle, should take the last six of the first yeah, last volume. six and the first five. Mm -hmm. And I'll take the first six. You, you know, get the beginning, beginning and the end. You know how it heads, and I know the meat and potatoes. You know the middle. <laughs> the meat and potatoes. Okay. He says, um, have, you, have you decided which books to borrow? Yeah, um, that's that's what we're doing. Is the... Okay, so I'll have to make Let me mark it down on my book as well. Yeah, like, <laughs> we the... So, uh, I mean, one to six. One one to six is Dylan. Yeah. Uh, seven to twelve is me. And uh, then volume no. two. Uh, one to five is, it is me. Me. Then the rest is Dylan. 
be a six to uh, ten. Six to ten. Meant to ten is Dylan. Okay. Um, he said, "Oh, um, I, okay, very well. Um, I shall, <laughs> I shall have those sent to your room uh, in due time." Right. Okay. Um, what I'll do, guys, I will make those files available to you after the like after the session. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because For sure. it, I'm not joking. It is a massive amount of reading. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, we have to skim through. We have when we you start making notes, <laughs> we'll make the plan. Make the plan. Um, it's up to you guys to discuss, like if if like like outside of game time, um, the story or the 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 events that take place, and then try and like draw your own conclusions from it. I think. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um. Can we also like uh, ask him, mm -hmm. um, like, what's his his knowledge and experience on uh, Hemring, the place in Hem? On Hemring, yeah. Um, pretty much the same as what like uh, we went over in the past. It's, uh, it's an island mm -hmm, off the mm -hmm. north west coast. So of basically, Middle he's Earth. saying similar stuff we already it's know. Similar stuff, yeah. It's, it's it's anything new that he might bring to the table not really there's not a much news coming from that particular time oh, like maybe point to a book i wouldn't think of on the subject there's there's nothing beyond what you already know about it it is okay. there's a former fortress there called um Magor's keep um mm -hmm. that is in ruin um there's not a lot uh, of news comes from that area not many people go there to be honest mm -hmm. um it is on the outer fringes of Middle Earth. Um, okay. Fair enough. Um, so I say the information about Tall Forwin, which he relayed to you, which was um, uh, there's still creatures from the First Age, like that, that were entrapped there when the seas swallowed, like like swelled up and swallowed it, Beleriand, and created the island of Tall Forwin. A lot of the evils, he refers to them as. That were fleeing the pits of Angband and Ulto Utimnor, um, the fortresses of Melklaw and Sauron, when they were being driven back to save themselves. What they did is they took shelter on the islands of. Well, they took shelter in the region of Tolfowin, um, and subsequently the sea surrounded it and isolated it. But they still could well exist on that island. Uh, of Tolfurin, which is just to the west of Himling. Um, it's not... He wouldn't put it past anybody or if anybody went out there to run into maybe a Balrog or two because the likelihood is that that's where they're hiding out or trying to just survive, you know, not get drowned. Mm -hmm. um, so it's probably an island you want to keep well away from. Um, sailors that have ventured that far have spoken of demonic creatures and strange happenings in the waters and around the shores of that particular area. That's why not a lot of people go there. Mm -hmm. See, in the War of Wrath, when all hell broke loose and the Valar came and, you know, um, had their fight against Malkalor, a lot of the orcs, trolls, goblins, dragons, balrogs, and all those other nasties kind of went all for four winds. They literally just ran for their own safety and took hell number one. Some of them made it 
to the area of Tolfurin before it became an island. And through their own, you know, selfishness, they survived by hiding out there. Just like Durin's Bane, that hid under the misty mountains of Kazabudun. Um, there could well be demons still in existence out on that island. Um, so it's just a warning. Yeah. I mean, I was just. wouldn't want you to go like running in there. Yeah. I mean, you'd be very, very. At least I have the book for him. That direction. Yeah. I have the book for him. Ring. Um, Himling is a small island just off to the east side of it. It's um, it's mostly icy. It's cold. Nobody likes to go there. It's too close to Tolfuren. It's surrounded by the sea, frozen, uh, you know, like icy waves. Mm-hmm. The weather's not fantastic, and there is a small castle there, a fortress. But in comparison to like some places, it's a mighty fortress. If you want a holiday in Middle Earth, yeah, don't go <laughs> don't there. Don't go to there. <laughs> it's a terrible place. And the weather's <laughs> awful. Um, and there's and the room service doesn't exist. Yeah, it's like it's that kind of a place. I mean, it's like, <laughs> there, and there's no indoor swimming pool. Mm. No. It's frozen Just solid. snow and enemy and horrible, horrible and creatures. ice. Yeah, and it's probably inhabited now by wild creatures, and it's just an ancient <laughs> ruin now. Um, yeah, some of it's still um, standing, but many of its towers have collapsed um, into the sea, more or less. It is a, a, a god awful place compared to like Rivendell and other places. It's like it's terrible. Um, but um, that's his knowledge of. But not many people have gone there. In it's been a long time since the first age. And then uh, I'm doing I should have uh, some ciphered papers. Uh, okay. Could um, we ask Aristotle? Um, Aristotle kind of looks over them. Um, to yeah, um, Aristotle. He recognizes some of the symbolism. He says <laughs> it's a arcanic form of alchemy. Um, but he's not as well versed in it as some might be he does recognize a few symbols they seem to indicate um sand and heat um polished it looks like polished glass and um some kind of arcane magical enchantments symbols um and something to do with uh, planal shifts or dimensions, like like phasing in and out kind of thing. Is there hmm. perhaps like a book There's with no... a language key or something that... The reason is that Elrond would have... The elves of Rivendell are crafters, they are enchanters, they are mm-hmm. alchemists themselves. That language is safeguarded, they don't share it willingly with anybody they don't like teach you know mm. like anybody how to like read these this these kind of in, the, these um, mm-hmm. recipe enchantments um Likely that's something they'll be teaching me <coughs> yeah they don't <laughs> they, they don't share it with like common people like like the, yeah. the lay person the common people there's like it, it, for reasons of they keep that that secret knowledge. It's called sacred knowledge, and they keep it to themselves. If they talk to everybody, then everybody will go around making like mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. It'll destroy the economy if everybody can turn lead into gold. 
So what they do is they just keep it to themselves. He's familiar with the symbols and he kind of like knows what they're leaning towards and recognizes a few of them. There's a lot in there he doesn't recognize. Um, but it seems to indicate something to do with sand and then heating it and making it into glass and then forming it and mm. then enchanting it with something to do with like mixed dimensions. Um, and then there's a whole, there's pages, there's pages and pages of like other things that um, he he recognizes the the symbol for wood, and he recognizes like um, various other things, but it doesn't give him an idea about what it does or what it makes. Okay, Elrond will probably he's the keeper of that kind of stuff, um, of that kind of knowledge, and doesn't share it. Easily. That's what he explains. Okay. Yeesh. Okay. Is that day one? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, there was also oh, well. <laughs> cooking with Lily as well, but cooking. I um, cooking with Lily, I think, for Estelle and me. I have talked with Alrond and Gladriel. Talk. Oh, yes, you okay. do. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> no, it's yeah. okay. Okay. Um, so, if Dolentress has anything else for day one, um, I just have spending time with Laurent and studying. Okay. So... Yeah, you spend some time with Laurent, okay. um, listening to some music, talking, introducing her to some of the elves. Um, she walks the grounds. There's beautiful paved gardens outside. Um, you spend some time. You got some berries and some nuts, and you end up feeding some of the uh, the squirrels, uh, huh. some of the birds, and things like that. Um, admiring the um, architecture um, <coughs> uh, and um, occasionally running into another inhabitant of Rivendell, another elf and um, making pleasantries and talking about wedding preparations and, and such things like that. Yeah, we spend most of the afternoon kind of just like spending time relaxing and just Taking in the whole scenery and getting to know your way around. Okay. Mm-hmm. Estelle, you are spend the remainder of the day in the kitchen with Lily. Lily is um, fascinating. Like the evening is spent with Lily. But well, the evening, spend the evening mm-hmm. with Lily. The the, the 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 evening is uh, Lily is fascinated by um, the uh, the culinary ingredients that. Are on hand. Um, they are things that she hasn't seen ever before. Uh, one of those things being a pineapple. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I mean, she's she's um, Lily's taken up a new hobby of. Theo. No, no, no. Although she still kind of like <laughs> mentions Theo from time to time, um, wishing he's okay and hoping he's safe and all that kind of stuff. Um, she jinxed me. That's her fault. <laughs> um, no, no, this would have been after you broke your ribs. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You don't know. Be doing it for work. Oh, maybe I'll stump my toe now as well. Oh, she jinxed me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Lily is. Um, 
trying to learn as much as she can about being a good cook with as many uh -huh. ingredients as she possibly can that it's difficult for her to be able to keep up with for example pineapple and salt is not a good combination yes but Lily will go through the process of learning that by doing she's a kinetic learner yours yes she's very kinetic <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, many of the, the elves that work in the kitchen... I'll literally put a pineapple piece and dump salt in it and make it taste it. She'll understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, just, some it, things just don't work. I mean, fortunately, the kitchen is well catered for. There is a massive amount of fruit and vegetables and very, like, um, there's an assortment of um, cured meats and fish. Bread being baked cakes being made, jams and preservatives being prepared and things like that as well as an assortment of new spices that she's never heard of in her life, especially ones from the northern regions of Middle-earth um, and at some point Lily has um, and Estelle you notice this particularly easily because the ends of Lily's fingers are all different colours <laughs> okay <laughs> Okay, that's all yeah. I need to say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and um, we managed to make this cake. For... Oh yeah, this this cake is it a particular type of cake that you're making, oh, or is it just like a cake? I don't know what cake to make. Right, Maybe no. you should ask Lily. She's the one who wants to make. Lily is I mean, like she wants to make this fruit cake, and like when she when somebody says make fruit, I mean she saw it in a book. It just says making a fruit cake, and Lily was like, I know what to make. She I wants can to make, make a, a big fat fruit cake. We're gonna get some. Hey, it's got everything in this. It's got strawberries. It's got oranges. It's got gooseberries. <laughs> no, 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 no. We need to get those. More fruit, the better. <laughs> 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 oh, I get the, I get the, I get the uh, okay. fruit cake <laughs> recipe. It's making a fruit cake. Um, um, those Oh yeah, sultanas, currants, cherries, like there's everything going into the point where like strawberries were gonna go in. There was like pineapple was gonna go into it. There was apples, pears, oranges. The whole lot was gonna go in. Oh, we're gonna keep it to the dry fruits. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> gonna go you in. You know, I'm trying to limit her. We, we'll put a bit of everything, but we're gonna put like little okay. tiny pieces and the more fruit put the it in the dough. No, <laughs> not too lumpy. We can't yeah. have it too lumpy. Uh, um, it, it, I mean, she, she's following the recipe, but, <laughs> but every time she a adds a new, no, every time she adds a new ingredient, she turns to you and she says, "Does Theo like this?" And she's holding up a jar, and it's like it's a jar of brown sugar. That is part of the recipe. You're not supposed to put so much sugar. It's supposed to be relative to the flour and the eggs and the. Like I go in. <laughs> yeah, but does the does the like sugar? Do you think I should put some more in? I'll give me a little bit more. Mm -mm. Um, what's this? No. And, and it's like it's, it's like it's a jar of mixed spice. No, <laughs> we're not spicing up the cake. Put that away now. I think he likes it though. 
No, we oh, can't okay. put everything he likes into one thing. It just makes too much of too much of one thing spoils the entire thing. We can't do that. Put complementary stuff in there that all works together. Leave the rest out. <laughs> so it's a case of like she has the ingredients, and you get into the ingredients, and you tell her what to put in the bowl and mix it all up and all the rest of it, but. She, everything she she picks up and like I mean, I'll tailor to her, but not make it like that. The, the cake is gonna be awful, you know. It's, no, it's, it's just does Theo like this? And if you say Theo likes it, she puts an extra bit in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And the afternoon, if Theo likes it, evenings, he'll bring that in the cake. <laughs> evenings pretty much just filled of that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So eventually, you have this huge cake. Mm -hmm. Now this cake's about fourteen inches wide and about six inches thick. Okay. I'm trying to picture that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm trying it's to picture solid, that. It's a solid doorstep of a, of a fruitcake, okay? In, it, in its baking tin. It may, it may, it's, I ho I'm hope it's not, like, sticky and hard. Oh, I don't know yet. Um, but oh it, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah? It yeah. looks impressive. I mean, it looks, it looks oh, like... It God. looks impressive. Um... While this is all going on, while this is all going on, over on the far bench, everybody's all started doing, you know, all the fancy decoration with the, the icing and the, you know, mm -hmm. of the wedding cake. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we have this monster <laughs> okay. of a fruitcake. Let's so, decorate it, Lily. <laughs> that's what Lily's got planned, don't worry. Oh, no. So, yeah? Mm-hmm. So Lily's looking across and seeing the elves all make like very fine, like icing and marzipan of like leaves and petals of and, and beautiful like <coughs> um, powder puffs of pink and green and of the stems of roses and things like that being beautifully decorated by these skilled um, cake chefs. Hmm. These elven cake chefs, they're making absolute amazing stuff. They're doing beautiful piping with the icing bags and things like that. And they're, they're sprinkling it with, um, it looks like, I mean, normal people would use gold leaf. Nah, the elves would have to use mithril leaf. Okay. No, you could eat mithril. You can. Am I going to be in, insane and I'll make Lily, like, do the bat? Like, Lily's, like, the looking bat across the entire... Cover it with nice, like, You can see the thought going through Millie, uh, Lily's head is, like... Look what they're doing. Do you think we should do that as well? Oh, let's have a go. Looks I'm easy gonna, to me. Yeah, I'm gonna... No. <laughs> I'm gonna have you... We're gonna make the icing. Okay. That will go on top. And then... I'll try drawing something on the top of it and we'll do some... Wacky. <laughs> wacky. Um, uh, we'll try to draw a horse on the top. Let's go. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna make the icing and then we're gonna sample some of it to the side so that it can be coloured um, into like. You do the icing on top, okay. no problem. Okay. Right uh -huh. now, um, who's going to be drawing the horse? I'm the more artistically inclined. I feel like I need to do it. Okay, I need to. Unless more. unless Lily is suddenly gonna be like, I have a major in art, so. Miss Lily hasn't got a major in living. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, no. okay, so uh getting the piping what what No, forget oh, the piping, it's it's artistic drawing. So come on. It's artistic drawing. <laughs> uh my drawing is <laughs> Yeah. My tit my artistic Artistic passive. Maybe artistic passive will be drawing. What you said, artistic. Or sketching. My artistic or... passive at least is twenty-three. But let me see my if there's a drawing. A drawing somewhere. or, I don't think we or did. painting. Or some along those lines. Painting. Yeah. I would say painting probably. Well, there's no drawing, so it's painting. <laughs> painting. Have we got painting? It should be painting. I remember there's painting. You see, they do have painting, yeah, because I know uh, all we do is some painting from time to time. Uh, where's my painting? Plus Love eight it. is painting. I think oh, I'm going to stick Fantastic. to artistic passive. <laughs> okay. Because I haven't, I haven't got as it a proper skill yet. You okay, know? you haven't learned painting haven't, yet. We're going we're well, to do it. Don't I've learned either. everything but painting. Like. <laughs> Right. I remember this. Wow. <laughs> like I have dancing, I have singing, I have. You should really wish that Dylan trusts with you because he has a plus ten in painting. Oh God, man! Oh, I have plus twenty three in passive. Is fine. Okay, passive, artistic <laughs> passive. We'll do that. It's a higher um, requirement. <laughs> but go ahead. Oh no, this horse is going to be terrible. Do I really want to hit this though? Mm. Artistic active is. Um, this is a mistake! <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a natural a one. one. <laughs> On a D100, you got an unmodified one. Um, Plus ooh, do you really need to read this? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, for drawing, because I don't think we've ever had a fail for drawing. <laughs> Oh man, I'm gonna have to. I'm just gonna have to just, just briefly yeah, read this. Yeah, please read it. Uh, read my misery. <laughs> artistic. <laughs> the modified one um, on artistic. Art, artistic active. Uh, artistic passive, innit? Because it's not artistic active. You face plant into the cake without realizing it. <laughs> oh my god. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's as bad as that. I think it's just not good. Um. Stick horse. She draws the stick horse to start with. The stick horse goes yay and runs uh, off. This could be because one is creating graphical images. This may be on a flat surface or medium, such as sketching or painting or pigmentation or so the kind of object. Blah 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 blah. An activity that involves the creation of an image deliberately designed may benefit. Okay, right here we go. Where's the disaster? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna look like. A armadillo. I think it's very interesting that we're talking about. No, it's horses. gonna look like. I think it's interesting that we're talking about drawing <laughs> horses, and Lee's drawing one at the moment. I'm just yeah. doing the favor for Zeddy because she drew okay. Right. okay, so the the absolute fit. Oh. It's, it's an absolute failure, and it's not just a failure; it's an absolute failure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. Absolutely. The only there is a low one in that which is spectacular failure, but it's not quite. Oh. How do I get spectacular failure? Oh, you really got to mess it up. You really got to get. You got to get less than minus twenty six. How you do did I get, do that? Well, you got a one plus your bonus. Oh yeah, so if you had. Oh, so it has to be minus. 
25. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, God. yeah. So if you say your your art your your artistic passive or it is like minus 10, you can get less. What I mean, I zero. Have artistic passive, and I'm on the big sheet of everything. Category. It's a category. Oh right. Um. So yeah, it's it's not good. <clears throat> um. So it's it's an absolute. Well, it's an absolute. Fear. It says the frust your frustration knows no bounds. <laughs> In the course of trying to articulate your vision. It is lost to distraction and poor media. It will be at least a week before you attempt to be able to do this again. So it's going to be a week before you try to draw anything again. ANYTHING! Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, wait, okay. In front of you, you can see this horse. Well, it, to you it's a horse. To everybody else, it looks like... Like... I don't know, like a rhino crossed with a giraffe. <laughs> like a goblin with a leaf on his crotch. My mother must be so proud. Okay. My horse equals... Could have made your mum to do it. Yeah. I really should have. Okay. It, look, I mean, Lily, Lily's not impressed. But... No. Um, <laughs> To it's you, it looks like <laughs> I'll have to it's find a picture because this is like. This I mean, is really <laughs> is it, if I can see that it's not a part of what I was imagining, I don't think I would be very happy. <laughs> I don't have to brush it off of. No, it's just a really in, like unicorn or something. <laughs> it's just a unicorn. <laughs> it's an artistic rendition of a unicorn. It's an artistic rendition of a unicorn. Yeah. That's how I'm gonna play it off with. Oh, okay. No, it's, um... <laughs> it's, um... What oh. can I say? It's... I'm... <laughs> it's like Let this, Let me see if okay? I can draw a really bad example. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, like... It's gonna be like this. Okay. This is kind of like the impression what you get. Like, it's... That's what it looks like. It looks... <laughs> okay. If this was in video form, I wish that would show up on the, for people. This is this is what I thought it was like the way you described it. Yeah, it's kind of it's 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 like a cross between the two. Oh my god! <laughs> like guys just typing in bad drawings of horse or something. Don't join horse into draw these. They're like probably like only three. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to like draw. Like. <laughs> okay. This is um yeah. The, is so, that this a, is... a good rendition in the game? What I done? It, <laughs> it's what I was wanting to do was a head of a horse, like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably something like that. The more you work on it, the worse it gets. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Okay. No. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Great. I just put a horn on it so they don't. Know <laughs> okay. So it's, um, gonna, it's probably just anyway, gonna be like this. That's what you got. You're gonna get a, a nice, lovely kind of like. I'm taking mind, a screenshot of this. This is like this is 14 inches across, or 12 to 14 inches across. Jesus. Um, it's a round cake, and it's about about four or five inches thick, um, with a white icing on top, and then it's got this drawing 
Maybe I'll let Lily be like, hey, do you wanna <laughs> Wait, do you wanna add something on it too? Like how I did it? So, and 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 what do you wanna you draw? Have done this diagram, this drawing <laughs> of a horse. What do you wanna draw on it? <laughs> Give it stars or something. <laughs> okay. Um this is what the cake looks like. Oh. <laughs> um one of the um elven Don't chefs. judge. <laughs> I'm not even letting them even never <laughs> You can see them like as they walk past, they have a look. And one of them just Don't <laughs> stops and looks. No <laughs> <laughs> I said move on <laughs> And then just keeps walking. Uh. with a look of horror and shock on their face. <laughs> Yes, and then quickly runs back to the uh, <laughs> to their side of the kitchen, puts down the plates that they brought with them, and then just quickly runs into one of the pantries. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised he didn't draw the plates anymore. If it had been any worse, it might have been. Oh. Yeah, you know, it it it. it. <laughs> um, so the downside of this is that Estelle won't be drawing any more horses lately, uh, um, in the near future. <laughs> You. <laughs> I think Lord Elrond's plates have thanked her. <laughs> Lily's kind of looking at it and she says, It doesn't look so bad from this particular angle. And she's like laid horizontal, looking across the top of the cake. And like, you know, resting her head on the side of the actual, like, the workbench itself, looking across, like, pretty level. Well, the cake of the horse. The, the cake. She's looking at it from the side and she says, it looks alright from this angle. Uh, <laughs> let's just show Theo at this angle then. <laughs> you can only eat the cake from this angle. From the side. <laughs> Don't look at the top, look at the side. Yeah. <laughs> it looks pretty on the sides, trust me. <laughs> um, <laughs> the entire evening, the entire evening is spent you being able to like with Lily being able to teach her how to cook. So it's up to you you can determine of Serious talking that happened beforehand, I'm sure, with uh, Elrond and Gladriel. Yeah, but <laughs> in the experience of you trying to teach Lily how to cook, yeah, mm -hmm. you can mark this down however you want. Okay. That's her fucking feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Badly. Okay. Yeah, you can mark it up as a success, or you can mark it up as a complete failure. It's entirely up to you. But Lily, well, the cake is oh, yeah. a success, Lily's just a learning. mess. <laughs> L Lily's learning, so she's Lily only she's drawing learning. lessons from Estelle. <clears throat> okay. Drawing Lily. lessons from my mother instead. She's a better. <laughs> Um, I mean, I know I'm not there, but if I was to tell Lily anything about what she should take away from this, is it take drawing lessons from somebody else? But I know don't. how to doodle because that doesn't require <laughs> an artistic talent. I didn't do uh, painting. Oh, should have done painting now. Um, well, I wanted to do painting, but I wanted to pick the other stuff first. <laughs> well, you got a level coming up shortly. You might want to bear that in mind. Yeah, let's go. Oh. Um. 
So that What's the eve. No, sorry. Hmm? So it was, like, what, what was your number? My painting is plus eight. You're, you know, I'm only plus seven, so you're still pretty good. And Joy said you were plus ten. So. My artistic passive is twenty-three, so there's a minus. My there. artistic passive is minus twenty-five. <laughs> minus what? Sorry, artistic passive. Mm -hmm. Artistic passive is the category. If you're not proficient in painting, it becomes an automatic minus. Okay, my artistic passive is twenty-two. Yeah. Twenty-five here. It means that nobody's actually like developed artistic skills. So <coughs> yeah. minus, I actually know I have artistic skills. Yeah, I, I was going to say Joyce would be the only ten. one that out of us should he might have, have something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I have ten I have artistic skills with everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your artistic skills are active. So singing, performing, dancing. Mm -hmm. um, where it requires energy and movement, then it's considered an active artistic skill, like drama, no, like theatre. Mm -hmm. But passive ones is like drawing, sculpting, um, that kind of thing, painting. They're passive ones. They don't require any movement or action. Okay? Mm -hmm. But yeah, painting has to be developed. Just like sculpting, um, you know, like model making, that kind of thing has to be has to be developed. If it's not developed, it's an automatic minus 25. <coughs> okay? It means you have you no ranks in it. You haven't developed it. What hmm? did you say your artistic at was, silly? Hmm. Active. Mm hmm Active. That's performance. Um, yeah. Thirty-seven. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Well, mine's gonna be in the minuses. Active. You want me to do? He doesn't dance. He doesn't sing. <laughs> Hang on, let's find out. Uh... Let's go. This is my singing voice. Oh, plus twenty-five. Yeah, you're all right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So all that kind of stuff. I can move movement. it and groove it, shake it. Sally's got yeah, the highest. No, he has got the dad dancing going on. Oh, Playing yeah. musical instruments, that kind of thing. It's all. Sally's got the highest on the active. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's active. It's active stuff. So if you're doing something like. At least I'm a little more graceful. <laughs> Just not with <laughs> painting. Just painting. Passive stuff. No, don't do passive. But active stuff like acting and and dancing and singing and playing musical instruments and all the rest of it. Yes, no problem. I am first spectacular failure with something artistic. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's turned out like. Your mom. Yeah. No. <laughs> You're going to show your mum. Mum, look what no. I made. <laughs> Mother looks at her passive aggressively, thinking to herself, geez, I failed, and then goes, that's beautiful, darling. Let's hang it on the fridge. <laughs> In Rivendell, so we never have to see it. Exactly. <laughs> Well, this is going to Theo, so... <laughs> okay, so that concludes day one. That's what your activities were. You spent some time in the library, you got some information, She's you got some books. She's not going to talk to Stella. Um, this is still not going to Are you talk talking to... Elrond and Gladriel. Yeah, okay, yes. yeah, you have the opportunity to do that, Estelle. What do you want Elrond, to... I wrote down that it was... Well, Estelle definitely was going to do wedding... Uh, wedding chat. And then, basically... I'm not sure if that should be revised because they said they wanted to speak to her. Yeah. Not necessarily the other way around. Because <clears throat> Dylan just warned me that they were coming for me. <laughs> kind of. Like, um, I never specifically said prepared oh, to be jumped on, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let them come to me then. And then. If they mm -hmm. never come, I'm going to be like, what's going on? <laughs> I 
what, stumpy, um, stumpy. I, I, yeah, you got the opportunity to speak to Lady Gladwell and Lord Elrond. <clears throat> what do you want to discuss? I listed down that with Elrond, mm-hmm. it was basically having the the wedding chat. Okay. Uh, making sure of the plans on that, and then it's gonna delve more into like what he might poke about and why I heard about and uh Sylvan Fay chat. Uh, is any any particular questions or information that you need to know or you want to ask? Marisha, blessing of the flame. Mm-hmm. That's why I listed down. Okay. Where do where do you want to start? Which overlaps with Gladriel's talk because there's the blessing of the flame at Silvifay listed to that as well. Okay. So um, where do you want to start? <laughs> Which one do you want to start with? Go easy. Start easy. So not the wedding. <laughs> I would have said the wedding. Everybody's in the same frame of mind with the wedding. Everybody's sorting things out, taking care of things. Well, I'll probably get the nagging out of the way of just like. Uh, Maggie. Okay. Because uh, he assured me that he's got it all sorted out, so I want to see if he sorted all of it out. The, the, this was going to be the menu and all the, you know, the stuff about the wedding. Menu? Has he done them? Like, what's going to be the menu? Like, when does shrine should be put up? And. Uh, yeah. the, is there all the materials ready for the shrine? And is the material, you know, materials the, which room was it gonna be with the the tapestries and stuff that we need for the decorations? Oh. I go on like that. Okay, well, the wedding will take place in the shrine, obviously. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. Out, outdoors, as as is traditionally going to be happening, it mm-hmm. happens outdoors. Um. People will mingle and mix, predominantly in the red room. So in the room that has the um, the large sofas and the heavy drips and the thick carpets and the big fireplaces and the, and the drinks. Oh, and uh, Findel's favorite room. Yes, his favorite room. It's a room yes. he relaxes in. It's a room where a lot of the elves seem to relax in and spend a, a lot of their time. It's a, it's a shared space, a communal space, um, where they just feel more at ease and more at home, more comfortable. Um, although there's other areas of the Rivendell that people can go and talk and chat and hang out. Um, <clears throat> the menu, it's, oh, as I said, sorry, the, um, the meals for the event, so like the, the evening one after the first night, the great <coughs> feast, and then the celebratory kind of buffet style dinner party thing towards the end of it um, on the day of light is uh, going to be in the grand hall in the central dining hall okay mm-hmm. yes on the first night there will be a light buffet because the ceremony takes place at night everybody invited inside there'll be light snacks light drinks because um, it's late in the evening uh, on the day of night um mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, not nothing heavy, anything like that, mm-hmm. and it'd be a time for them <coughs> to just announce to the world, symbolically, that they are betrothed. Yes, as accordance Yeesh. with the book of ceremonies. 
Mm-hmm. Um, well, then will be some drinking, and there will be some like discussion, and there will be some like music and things like that. And then mm-hmm. the following day, there will be the actual um, after an early breakfast. There will be the wedding, and then on the evening there will be a banquet. Okay, a set meal. Okay. Okay, a set meal, a banquet. Um, will it, will it have will... a mix with all the, you know, the non-elves? It'll, it'll be it'll, it'll be a mixed gathering. <laughs> yes, a mixed gathering. People will be sitting. No, uh, I mean the food. <laughs> oh yeah, of course it will. Yes. It okay, will be... good. <laughs> of course it will. It will consist of at least seven courses. Okay. Yes. Well, seven uh, courses. Oh, the, the seven courses. Yeah, seven courses, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes. The the the, mm-hmm. the, the, the symbolism <coughs> of, of seven is quite important. It'll start off with a small. Yeah, light. the seven stars. Uh, but the, the seven years exactly. Uh, a, a, a small appetizer, um, and they'll be from different <coughs> regions. So there'll be an appetizer, then there will be a um, a salad, then a fish course, then the main course, then a light dessert. Then there will be um, sweets and snacks, and then after that there will be a drink. Cool. You got that? Mm-hmm. Um, but they will be from different regions. Across the world. Alright. Cool. Yes. Yes. Um, and they'll be reflective. Um, he's decided that they will be served <coughs> on plates that represent the regions from which they come from. Okay. Yes, I'm very happy. So the, the <laughs> I'm very happy. So the the main course, which is yes, decided so upon, happy. will be coming from Gondor. Will be served on pewter platters. Yes. Mhm. Yes. The um. Uh, the lights. Uh, the the dessert, will be from um, the region of Dolanor. And it will be served in wooden bowls. Hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. The um, the salad course will be uh, of elven, um, northern Mirkwood um, <coughs> heritage, and will be served on pure white fine china. Oh. Okay. Is that all right? That seems adequate. 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 Is there anything you wish to alter or change? Mm. I don't think so. The, 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 The day of light will obviously be the traditional buffet. And the buffet will be um, an assortment of sweets and savouries, cakes, biscuits, um, quiches, pies, flans, uh, muffins, <coughs> um, pastries, fruit, um, that sort of thing. You know, small nibbly things. Um, it w- uh, sufficient to suffice everybody throughout the entire day because obviously the. Congratulations, well done, hope everything goes alright for you. Kind of continues for the whole day. 
there's also a great celebratory dancing so we need the space to be able to dance so mm. we decided to um, keep to a small buffet like in the um, the buffet will be moved to the breakfast room mm. and that will be catered out and this room will be cleared for the availability of dancing you have decided or you have chosen whom to dance with at the event haven't you of course That has to be predetermined. Of course, yes. I mean, you make your arrangements to dance with um, other guests. I mean, you can't obviously just go and pick and choose like whom you wish to dance for. It's a social event, remember? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you choose to dance with, <coughs> let's say, for example, uh, the King of Rohan, you might offer him your first dance. Um, and then... Your second dance might be a slow waltz, so you may wish to dance with, um, let's say, Aristotle, or you may wish to dance with... Uh, uh, I get the point. Oh. <laughs> I've, got, I've understood. It's likewise, uh, I mean, I'm sure you've already informed Theo that um, he may wish to dance with Lady Gladwell. Yeah, yeah. There's just a, a style you can feel this like, just like, oh my god, just come across your face. <laughs> um, it's something that you. Well, like, I don't think that will ever happen in a, in the million years, even if he's dead. Lord Elrond was like, <laughs> I was hoping. And you can obviously, you can by all means say no. That um, your mother um, may. Would I be so bold as to put her down for a dance also? Um, if you ask her. Or I ask her. I was hoping you would see it like that. Well then, no. I'll be asking her <laughs> if she would. I don't know her plans I yet. I would really that. appreciate it if, uh, <clears throat> if I had the opportunity to take the first dance with her. Fine, dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the social event's just like, oh my god. Yes, I do believe one of my sons has asked uh, young Freya to dance as well. Oh, they've asked her already? Oh, yes, yes. Preparations, oh, are, already in, preparations are already in progress. Um, oh, I'll have to let Theo know. <laughs> there's usually... Um, I'm all a, hot. <laughs> there's usually three dancers. Mm -hmm. um, in... Retrospect of the elven side, yes, no. yes, three dancers, three days, um, three dancers, three simarils. Well, <laughs> we shan't go there, shall we? <laughs> but, um, uh, uh, yes, there'll be three dancers, um, and um, it's usually expected that people who wish to dance with somebody <clears throat> else is obviously invited, um. They're all pre-booked, so to speak, um, allocated, however you want to view it. 
Um, but the opportunity is for when people are dancing, they also communicate. And it's a good way to be able to... Oh, it's a deep mingling. Communicate. Might as well communicate. It could be one, two, three. Look in the pool. <laughs> one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. <laughs> <coughs> Oops, sorry, I stepped on your toe to... for the tenth time. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to talk, to chat, to... while dancing, of course. Um, one has one in one's ear. <clears throat> Although, yeah. Mm. Interesting. Have you, any, have you um, already decided whom you wish to dance with? It is still developing. Okay, well, we've got plenty of time. I'm mm. sure there's probably opportunity for you to uh, mingle. Time to uh, tell that to the group tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> I Don't worry, I've promised to tell the uh, musicians to keep the dancing simple. Mm. We wouldn't want anybody standing on anybody's toes or tripping and falling. Yep. Was there anything else? Well, yeah, I think I update him that I did get, uh, I did meet Glorfindel today, and yes. that I did. He's agreed to being uh, the priest of it this makes ceremony. Sense. Yes, mm -hmm. he's familiar with the role. He's carried it out several times. Oh, he did mention that to me. <laughs> so, how we did have you that. find him? How did you find him? Was he um, open and approachable? Well, considering he he opened up first, like he's a very he's a he's a Glofindel is a very open book. He doesn't have any secrets. He's very forthcoming. Um, he was quite welcoming. Yes. One of the last great ones among us. be interesting to see him at the party sometimes it takes somebody very very special to bring him out of his shell <laughs> was there anything else mm, let's see other than I'm trying to think of like other than what I've listed that down how I would ask these things. You've been practicing your dancing, I hope. <laughs> I have good dance moves, it's okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the the artistic ones, are they? <laughs> oh, oh, what? Let me just check that I'm, I'm, I'm not just talking out of my ass. Um, dancing, 43. Oh yeah, so, you're pretty good dancing. I'm yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, you're okay, you're pretty good dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the, oh, I'm trying to think why, what was the background, why I listed down, um, mm -hmm. well, I guess I'll just go along my list and mm -hmm. ask about the, uh, Silwyn Fay. Like, oh, Silwyn Fay, would, 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 he, yeah. Hmm. Um. Like he's, what he knows about her and... <gasps> Um, oh, uh, uh, somebody he hasn't seen for a very, very long time. Um, 
they hung out together a long time ago. Um, she is the daughter of Maglor. Um, the granddaughter of Feynor. Um, much like Celebrimbor in temperament and in stubbornness. Um, but, you know, no disrespect, but most descendants of Feynor tend to be like that. I'm eyeing that. <laughs> I'm gonna say you could say it runs in the gene pool. <laughs> I don't want to put him on the spot, but you know. put him on the spot. But mm. but um um she is um wise. She is um a very strong, determined, resourceful. Uh, powerful, stubborn, <laughs> stubborn woman. Um, that doesn't describe me at all. <laughs> um, he's trying to be a little bit coy about this, but the way he's describing it, it sounds exactly like if Gladriel had a twin sister with the same temperament. And the same. Oh boy, it's it's Gladriel, but in my family. Yeah, it's like you can you can you, you get this sensation. It's like it sounds like Gladriel, like but from the other side of the coin, so to speak, or the other side of the tracks. Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the other side of town, kind of thing. It's like. Um, I wonder they might have. Uh, but they seem to have equal temperament, and they seem to have equal potential and equal like desires and. and Let me and, guess, like her personality type kind of clashes with Gladriel, because you know, like. If you want to get the impression that if you got them both in a room, fireworks would fly, it's up to you. That's my impression. Cause... <laughs> well, go with that. Mm, yep. There's a history there, um, <clears throat> and a history of. A parting of ways that didn't leave uh, it didn't leave well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but I mean she might have mellowed over several thousand years. Or she could. I found cuckoo in the several half thousand years. There's that possibility as well. Because <laughs> my understanding, she's been alone in some tower for a long time. Well, in, in, in by a herself fortress, in an island. On an island, an icy fortress. Yeah, um, I mean the 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 you know the Snow Queen comes to mind. Um, mm. <laughs> but who knows? It's been a long time. But you get the impression that's that that's the kind of individual she is. She's a very strong, like like hardy, resilient, resourceful, determined. Stubborn. Yeah, I tried to also understand like why why would she like? But she's uh, accept uh, that sort of life over just being over with everyone else. I think it's well, Elrond tells you it's um, she sees herself as having a duty. 
yeah, to either maintain Maglor Keep or to keep watch over Maglor Keep or to defend Maglor Keep, but something to do with like she has a duty. She can't just walk away from it. Unlike some people, and she doesn't. He doesn't mention whom. I try to remember how Dylan Trust worded it to me. If did you ever say about like how that she had the like sword with with her and stuff like that? He mentioned. No, I don't think I. Well, in fairness, I may have mentioned something to you, but. I don't think I went into <clears throat> massive detail about how she might react if said sword was returned and she notices it kind of thing. Oh, I, I can see my thing that I circled like some pencil notes that I knew that you learnt about and then you told me. Mm -hmm. You warned me about it. <clears throat> um... I said that you and I might need to have a word deal about that because if we're going in that direction and she sees that sword she may lose it yeah that was it yeah. I, lose it. I um, don't know but, yeah, um, but you get the impression it's like it's like a Gladrio but, but Gladrio kind of like went off and did her own thing um, so when Faye kind of like felt duty or honor bound to be able to stay at Maglo yeah I think I might ask she's very stubborn then. determined but she's very she's she's the granddaughter of Fame and Feynor, same as Celebrimbo. Okay. I think then I might ask she's him very, about like that she, she had. She's uh, last time they they last last time he heard of like what, what she was doing that was it, <clears throat> but he understands that she's very powerful. Um. But that was a long time ago, but she was very strong. It's like in the same sense as saying Gladriel's very strong, but you don't really want to find out how strong. Yeah. Um, I think also I would ask I'm ask just, him if part yeah. of like was mm -hmm. the the a sword that she had with her a like, sword. Yeah, he's not certain what you're referring to, but any particular sword or just. Uh, like I mean, one uh, that she seems a, to have. What well, well, it's a fortress. It's been a long time since he's been there. Like a very long time. Like if she had there. a duty to like, um, because from my own, like I explained from my own digging that, um, like A.K. Dreams, uh, she would ha like she had once. Oh, is not anymore, but had a a a sword or weapon above uh, she had in her tower with her. Well, it's not uncommon she for people to put over something. Yeah, it's not uncommon for people to do that to place weapons on on hangers mm. or mantelpieces and things like that. Yeah, um, he's is not aware. To ask Gladriel then. <laughs> I'm. I'm Gladriel has a habit of being able to see further than what he can. Um, but it, that, that's up to you, you can ask her. Um, he doesn't see any relevance of a particular sword or... But, I mean, it's a keep. It's a it's a fortress. I'm, I'm sure she's found a few swords. Maybe she's decorated an entire hallway full of them. <laughs> I'll also be blunt with him of... Did... Uh... 
Does he know well enough the, uh, the person that visited him when I last talked to him in the dream? Oh, um, the, uh, the maiden. Yes. She's, he, he is aware of whom she is and that she's visited him several times. Is it the same one that kind of crashed our, uh, um, in Thabad? Most likely. I thought so. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. She's visited several times. Um, it's the same individual, visited several times, which is unusual, because, um, you know, people tend to change over time, but this person doesn't seem to have changed. Not not in physical appearance, but in their mannerisms, in, in their attitude, um, in their determination, in, in their ideas and goals and things like that. People change. I mean, even Gladrios changed over time. Mm -hmm. um, Elrond's changed over time. Even Gandalf's has changed over time. But this. When you say she's visited, visited several times, you mean over like a long period? Yeah. Right. Yeah, over over many years. Um, I'm trying to think why. I've